Welcome to a God Shift podcast, where we move you from disruption and delay into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. I'm your host, Shana Rattler, and I'm a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. Join myself and other leaders who unapologetically share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on the path that was designed for them. You will learn how to bounce back from setbacks, disappointments, and uncertainty, and unlock the door to confidence move into your next chapter. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another sh- another episode of A God Shift. I just had something funny happen before we went live, so I'm going to get it together. So welcome back to another episode of A God Shift. I am your host, Shana Rattler, and I'm so glad that you are here today. Before we get started, I do want you to do me a favor. So the first thing I want you to do is I just want you to take a screenshot of wherever it is that you're listening to this episode. Take that screenshot, post it on your social media, and then just tag us here at A God Shift and just tell me your biggest aha moment or your biggest takeaway from this episode. The reason why I ask everyone to do that is because I really just want to make sure that as many people in this world as possible, when they're going through something, I want them to recognize that there's hope on the other side of that and that there's God in the middle of that. And so the more times these episodes are shared, the more people we can help along that mission. Well, As always, I am excited for my guest today. He has a background that is very near and dear to my heart because this is the world that all in the men of my family come from. So I'm really excited to hear what it is that he has to say. So I'm going to read his bio and we'll get started. My guest today is a United States Marine Corps veteran who went on to a career of nearly 15 years in law enforcement. In 2020, he began his journey to inspire and encourage police police officers to be fulfilled and excel by focusing on their personal well-being in order to survive the career and better serve the public. He has spoken openly about his troubles with post-traumatic stress disorder, addiction, and depression. He is a relatable and dynamic speaker, author, and content creator, and is presented at numerous first responder conferences and police academies. His work has also been featured on major platforms, including Police One, Law Enforcement Today, top-ranked police podcast, and much more. And he also has a YouTube channel, The 10 Code Mindset. I want to welcome to the show, Scott Medlin. I appreciate it very much, Dana. Thank you. I'm glad to have you. So before we get into your experiences, Scott, and how you can help our listeners, I just want to give a little bit of context to our conversation, because we're going to be talking about God shifts. And my definition of a God shift is anytime a disruption in your life collides with God's purpose and moves you into greater possibility, because I believe that God uses trials and challenges and unexpected circumstances to get our attention, and then he can really invite us into the life that it is that he has planned for us. So I would love, Scott, if you could share a time with the audience that you've actually had to overcome some form of disruption in order to get to where it is that you are today. Uh, Let's see. Well, I've got a thousand moments, but what first comes to mind in my heart is uh, my second deployment to Iraq. I'm not saying everyone's got to go to war to experience something like this. This is just the first, this is the first incident where it happened for me. Um, I had a lot of fear going into that deployment that I wouldn't make it back alive. And that just, that thought, that fear consumed me. And before my first convoy mission, I went out to uh, meet with the chaplain at the base theater because that's where he held mass. And 
uh, he, I sat there for like five, 10 minutes after the scheduled time. He never showed up. I thought, well, darn. And I just became more fearful because this was the afternoon prior to my first convoy on with this, on this particular deployment. Yeah. And I'm walking out and I go down the theater steps. I walk outside for like 10 seconds and, a, and I hear a loud boom. And, and all of a sudden this voice says, go back. Yeah. And I turned around without even really thinking about it. And I walked back into the base theater. I'm like, why did I just have that thought go back? I walked back into the base theater and there's the chaplain. And he says, oh, hey, sorry. I thought I missed you. I, I was like, okay, okay. I, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. And that's been something all throughout my life. Just fear, fear of the unknown, fear of something I can't control. And it totally sucks us away from God so quickly. And I'm, I'm, I can, <laughs> I confess it a lot. Uh, but that was the first moment where he shifted something in, a, in an already challenging environment for me. And I just said, I've got to, I've got this to, to not be such a prone to, to fear. Yeah. You know, it's, it's always interesting to me because there's, there seems to be a lot of things in our natural lives that just do not line up with what the word of God says, because the Bible tells us that God did not give us the spirit of fear, but so many of us experience fear. And yep. so what I tell people is when they bring that scripture up, I said, well, the Bible never said that we would not have fear. It just said that it's not coming from God, <laughs> you know, right. so we're experiencing fear. He's not the one that is putting it in our lives. And so fear is very natural in so many instances of our lives. You mentioned unknowns, but my God, when you are in law enforcement and when you are literally at war, you know, I figuratively talk about, you know, when things are warring in our lives, but when you're literally at war, I don't know how anyone doesn't have some level of fear. So I'm really curious, like, so you go through this process, you're, you're, there are things that are being brought to your attention about like, okay, I've got to try to find a way to kind of overcome this fear. What would you say you learned about yourself during this whole process? That I really, that I really needed God. <laughs> I mean, seriously, when it comes down to it, I did, yeah. but I read, I read Psalm 91 every single day. Wow. And it was just the reminder. And I read it in a, in like a prayer. Uh, it was just, I read it so much that I basically memorized it and I continued yeah. to read it throughout my law enforcement career. And that's the one thing that encouraged me a lot. Psalm 91 repeatedly. Wow. And did you say that, that Psalms 91 resonated with you as it relates to the fear that you were experiencing or just being in a challenging moment? Uh, well, both, but I think someone must have known on one of my deployments that I was worried about not making it home. Uh, because others weren't, and I had the survivor's guilt as well. And uh, I think someone just knew that I was a little bit fearful. And he sent me Psalm. He he said, "Read Psalm 91." I said, "Okay." And I mean, from first word to last word, I was like, "Wow, that like this was needed." Yeah. I, I love how God works in that way. Like He always knows exactly who to send or what exactly it is that we need to occur in our lives at that very moment. And so when people are like, I don't know about this whole God thing or whatever, I'm like, listen, has there ever been a time in your life that something happened and it was exactly what you needed and you really couldn't explain it any other way? That's God. Yes, 100%. <laughs> so Scott, you have done a lot to 
help people who are in law enforcement, help people who have been police officers um, to be able to overcome challenges. Like you've dedicated, you know, this last portion of your life to doing just that. So what would you, because what I know for sure is that when God uses challenging times in our lives, he really wants that to be a tool that moves our life forward. But so often those very things end up keeping us stuck. And so when you're experiencing of helping people overcome challenging times, overcome unknowns, overcome fears, all the different things that you probably have been able to help people to accomplish, what have you noticed have been some of the most common barriers that when they find themselves in a challenging situation, that they end up stuck instead of really being able to move forward? Yeah, okay. Uh, Well, the first thing that comes to mind is I have to say that I had to learn some things the hard way. And a lot of my message to law enforcement, military, I mean, I I, I spoke to some corporate groups, uh, well, a corporate security group uh, this past summer as well, or this summer as well. Uh, I always open up by saying, what I teach you is based on the mistakes that I've made for the most part. Mm. And back in 2016, I was on the canine unit. That was a dream come true. And I'd been on the unit for three years at that point in 2016. And I was so consumed by that job that I wasn't really present to my my wife and our firstborn son at the time. And he was a baby. Wow. And my wife said, it's either me or the job. Basically, that's what she said. And I, and I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I've become that husband. I swore I'd never be. I've become that person that's just consumed by their career. And I let it become my identity. Like that's who I was. And I was just thinking to myself, like, I can't believe she's going to make me or wants me to give up this canine position. And we, we, for nine months, we tried to make it work with the schedule and everything. It just wouldn't work out. And we were still growing further apart. And I called a friend of mine who's a pastor. And I said, I I don't know what to do. We spent the night in separate beds. This is getting bad. And he said, your job is earthly, but your wife is godly. And when he said that, I said, you know what? There's nothing I can put first anymore, or at least work. You know, I have to work on it day in and day out to, to put things uh, that God would want me to do first in the sense that he wouldn't want me to put some earthly pr- before a, a blessing that he sent, which was, you know, the blessing of marriage. So that yeah. was just a really big wake up call. So that's what I, that's what I teach the police officers. And if I'm not allowed to speak on religion or something like that at public conferences, I, I'll, I'll, I always respect their wishes, but I do try to point out that there are just certain things that are not of this earth and just yeah. go forward with, with those kind of methods. And, and I, you know, I try to, try to hammer it home without directly saying it and breaking yeah. the rules and stuff like that. But anyway, that was, that's, that's what I learned. Absolutely. You know, it really distills down to even when you have responsibilities, even when you're faced with things that seem insurmountable, it's still so important to prioritize because yeah. you, you know, what good is it if you overcome the challenge or you're a stellar person on your job if the things that are really important, not only in our lives, but the things that are important to God, if those things are neglected and we lose those things, like what, what is there to gain if you really lose the things that are important to you? And sometimes, like I've heard people say before, when they're describing situations like you're describing, that it was really a struggle for them because they were like, you know, I'm thinking that I'm taking care of my wife and I'm taking care of my family because I'm prioritizing providing 
right. not realizing that I was really taking away some of the things that she really needed. Like, yes, she wanted a roof over her head. Yes, she wanted to be able to eat. But at the same time, I couldn't be so focused on providing that I was neglecting some of the provisions that she really did need. And so I love that you point that out. Like, listen, your jobs are important. And if you're in law enforcement, your jobs are stressful. But what good is any of that if you lose the things that really matter? That That's so important. And it, that's an easy message to drive home, whether you attach it to a scripture or not. Yeah, absolutely. And another barrier I've run into, and I, I myself went through this, uh, was just uh, sometimes there are things that can be looked at as coping mechanisms that are quick pleasure, such as coping with drinking alcohol and yeah. stuff like that. And that's the stuff I bring up as well. Like, look, be aware that you're more inclined to quick pleasure and not actually putting time in through the pain to create success or that long-term pleasure. But that can go in our spiritual world too. Like it's just so easy to, to like with me, I'll, I'll scroll my phone and search Facebook rather than taking the time to open up the Bible and read it, you know? So, I mean, none of us are exempt to this, but I do hammer that home to them. Yeah, that's good. You know, we, there's so many things that are common coping, coping mechanisms either. Like obviously looking back, most people would say like, okay, well, if I'm turning to alcohol or drugs, that it's don't be shocked that that leads to destruction. But think about some of the common coping mechanisms that, you know, sometimes we turn to the wrong people when we're looking for security. Sometimes, you, you know, so coping mechanisms don't have to be things that, you know, come with obvious warning signs, um, surgeon general warnings. Sometimes there are common coping mechanisms that we think are leading us to a peaceful, peaceful path, but they ultimately end up le- leading to destruction and having the opposite effect that we are are pursuing them for, you know, to begin with. So I'm glad that you that you pinpointed that. Scott, we're going to pause and we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, I'm actually going to focus on like what are some of the things that people can start doing. We'll be right back. episode is brought to you by the free guide when god says shift inside you'll discover the four shifts required to reveal god's plan to ditch disruption or delay and get his blessings faster head to godsaysshift.com to access it now awesome So we're talking about disruption. We're talking about when we're faced with challenging times. And sometimes those challenging times can be a positive thing. Like there can be a positive thing that happens in our lives unexpectedly that still leaves us going, I don't know how in the world I'm going to respond to this. And so, Scott, what I want you to do now is if we can think about someone that might be listening to this episode that says, you know what, I am in the middle of a challenging time right now, and I want to make sure that I don't succumb to some of those barriers that is going to make me be stuck. I really want to move forward in a powerful way. What is something that you can give them to do that anybody can start doing right away that's really going to help them come out on the other side of this in a more positive a positive place? It's going to sound so simple, but I, I really think that a lot of people don't do it. Like more people need to wake up two hours or or hour to two before you need to actually be somewhere or start getting ready to be somewhere. And that's your time to connect with God Yeah, in the stillness. That is your time. I, I wake up, I, I have two young boys, five and seven. We've got a daughter on the way. I, I've, I've got a, a, a busy household. 
I have to wake up before they do because I know if I don't, I'm I'm not going to get that time. And if I don't get that time, then I haven't then I haven't fostered a relationship with God that as much as I can, or 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 to a healthy level, any anything like that. And and then all of a sudden, that's when the path of sin can start, or or the easy coping mechanisms that can lead to stuff. So, um, yeah, make make that time. I think that's so good because there's a saying: how you start a thing is how you finish a thing, and that yeah, goes. True to everything in life. And so how we start our day is really going to dictate in many ways how our day is going to go. I'm actually reading a book right now that my pastor wrote, and it's called Switch Your Season. And it's like a 21-day journey into the destiny that God has for you. And what I was reading last night on day six or seven or wherever it, I, wherever it is that I am, he was talking about taking... Um, kind of taking authority over your territory, I think is the way that the chapter was named, but he was specifically talking about commanding your morning and commanding your day. And there was a scripture that was in there that I had never heard before. So obviously I don't remember um, exactly where it's located, but in this scripture, it was telling whoever the Lord was talking to about commanding your morning. And so I love that you know, when, when you're spending time with God and you're spending time in his word and praying and hopefully declaring God's word over your life and over your day, it is going to set you up to be so much more successful than if you watch the Today Show and listen to all the traumatic things that are happening in the world. If you grab your social media and start comparing your life to everybody else's, and now you're just in a downtrodden space before your day even starts. And I think, you know, you said it, it's simple, but it, I think some of the most simple things are the most overlooked things. And sometimes we need to get back to what's simple and we need to get back to what's basic. Because if you're anything like me, it's kind of like going to the gym, which I don't do. But when I do try to say I'm going to be committed to going to the gym, if I don't do it first thing in the day, I come up with all kinds of excuses not to do it. And even if I'm not coming up with an excuse not to do it, I'm not always able to control how my day goes. And so if there's something I want to get done, the earlier in the day I schedule it, the more likely I'm not to get derailed by my schedule and everyone else's, you know, things that they're pulling at me for. So I love that you said, listen, start your day spending time with God, and then you're more likely to be able to have um, not only more direction for your day, but I also think, and you can tell me what you think about this, more of it of being grounded and being centered before things have the chance to go crazy, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. To, to, I, I, I rephrase it as in the morning, I have the time to be still and solidify my faith even more to weaken the the influence of Satan in my life that much that much more as well. Because yes. if I wake up into the distractions, that's when the worry starts. That's when the the anger starts. That's when the impatience. All these things that can just lead me away and 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 in a downward spiral. Those are less likely to happen if I just take the time to wake up before the the rush and 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 read the the daily gospel or or whatever the case is. But just and I always kneel because. I, I think it just keeps us humble as in just how small we are. Yes, uh, that's so good. So yeah, make make the time for sure. And if I may add that uh, during that morning uh, routine, I will read the the daily gospel and, and pray uh, while kneeling. But then I get up and I do a guided meditation where I focus on three things I'm thankful for. And then I do some deep breathing and, and I just picture the cross. And I picture when I do the a deep inhale in, I just pictured the light of Christ coming into me and healing me and that kind of thing. Um, 
And, and, uh, and then I go into like three things that I would like to accomplish in my life. Now, <laughs> I know sometimes life takes a turn we never thought, but during the whole time I'm thinking about something, you know, I could aim for or help others. I just say to myself, uh, God, where would you have me go? What would you have me do through these, through thinking about this kind of stuff? That's um, right. That's only 10 to 15 minutes. That's it. And it's a, it's a really powerful meditation method, uh, all the more to just ground you. And, and for me, I think that it's more about the quality than it is the quantity anyway. You know, like there's some people that are of the belief that if you're not praying for an hour, oh. <laughs> that you're not doing anything. And I'm like, listen, nah. <laughs> you can be just as powerful. My grandmother used to have a saying with her little old country self, when you're good, it don't take all day. <laughs> and so, and so, and it's not about being good, but it's about, you know, when we have quality and pure intentions about, Lord, I'm going to dedicate, I'm going to give you the first fruits of my day, that God will honor that. It's not like he's like, well, Scott only gave me about four minutes this morning and Shana right. gave me an hour, so guess who I'm going to reward? Like, that's just ridiculous. But anyway, Scott, before we begin to wrap up, before we finish, are there any final words that you would have for our listeners today? Guard your heart and don't harden your heart. I mean, that's that's biblical. Uh, there's a lot pulling us away right now, uh, all the way from our phones to what's on TV. There's just so much that's pulling us away. Uh, the good thing is that there's nothing we can do that he won't forgive us for as long as we confess that and repent. Uh, so, I was one that battled an addiction as well. And I, I got so shameful on myself thinking I couldn't be loved by God for what I was doing. And, and, uh, now nah, he, he helped me right through it. Uh, so there's a lot pulling you away. And if you find yourself pulled away, he'll always pull you right, but he can, he can grab you and pull you right back in. Just open up your heart and follow his will as, and, and when you, and when you fall again, uh, just confess and keep on moving, but follow his will. We can't go wrong doing that because we're human. We're imperfect. So we need to follow the perfect one. He's just like a GPS. If you go the wrong way, it'll reroute you. <laughs> yes, I like that. <laughs> so, Scott, um, how can they follow you on social media? Yeah, if you go to Twitter, I'm not that active on it. But for any anyone on Twitter, it's at the 10 Code Mindset. Uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, the 10 Code Mindset. or uh, and, and that's that's kind of the... the the. Oh, and I'm on LinkedIn, Scott Medlin. Uh, if you type in Scott Medlin Police, I'll I'll come up. And uh, so those are the three social media outlets. Okay, perfect. And if people want to take things further with you, where should they go? If you want to get in touch with me, uh, thescottmedlin.com. That's T-H-E, scottmedlin.com. And uh, you can get a link to my podcast as well as a, a free ebook on just quick mental health guide. Yes, it's for police officers, but guess what? We're all human. So it's things that you can apply to you as well. Absolutely. And if who's who's facing things that are tougher than people who are on the front lines in this day and age. So if it applies to them, it definitely trickles down to all the rest of us. That's the way I see it. Yeah, true. Good way to put it. Yeah. Well, Scott, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate you. I do believe that my listeners are going to be blessed by this. Everyone, please share, share, share this episode far and wide so people can learn how to better overcome the challenges and the unexpected circumstances that God is throwing our way. I hope that you will go back and listen to previous and future episodes as well. Everyone have a great day. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to the God Shift Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.